My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I'm so glad you're able to join me today. I am your host, Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, where we really examine the uh, you know, deeper spiritual, psychological levels on which we really hold ourselves back from our greatest desires. And uh, our greatest desires in so many ways can be uh, great instructors for us. They tend to be, for example, right in the same place as our, as our greatest pain. Um, and so it's a, it's a fascinating world. I've, I've done this work myself for about 15 years, quite intensively, and it has been incredibly life-changing for me. And over that, uh, over that time, you know, my, my physical body has changed immensely. My, you know, the way people respond to me, my outlook on a day-to-day basis is, you know, vastly more uh, free and positive than it was before. It used to be very dark and negative. Um, my happiness level is much higher. Uh, my success level is much higher. I'm able to achieve the goals that I want. And it's really through this re- repeated process of going through and clearing the, the, you know, the, the thoughts that hold me in place, the negative, um, you know, momentum inertia from, uh, you know, patterns that I started, you know, in, in, in childhood or maybe even, you know, before this lifetime. Um, and, and, um, and the, the, the small ways, the small fears and beliefs and, and limiting thoughts and experiences that then hold me back from what I want. And I found this process that I now teach that is so incredibly powerful and so direct that I've never sought anything else. Truly, I have solved, you know, more problems in my life than I knew were even solvable by, uh, by a person. And so... Um, that's been a really powerful experience for me. Um, and if you are uh, listening in and you would like to join the conversation, I would love to have you call in today. Um, the number you can do that is 828-333-4686. And again, that is 828-333-4686. And I know I didn't give you uh, an official um, an official. Uh, um, topic here that you can call in on. Um, but you're welcome to call in on really any topic that you have that you would like to speak about today. Because today, um, I really want to um, to communicate some things to you that are really just kind of going to going to flow forward. And so if you feel um, the urge to, to call in, to add your voice to that, um, uh, to that is creative flow this way, then I really invite you to do that. So, um, so this repeated process of, of rinsing, of unblocking, of unfucking, um, of, um, you know, opening yourself, of allowing life to happen. You know, in the last, say, six months or so, I have, um, I have learned allowing more powerfully than I ever have in my life before. Um, I have I have become acutely aware of how powerful allowing is in the manifestation process, in this, the process of literally creating what you want in life, uh, in the outside world. Right? It's through inner work, but the the desired result and the actual result is uh, to be found in the outside world. And so. Um, and so it's, it's a really incredible process, this the process of unfucking yourself. 
Um, and what it really is, is identifying and eliminating self-sabotage. Truly, that's your only problem in life. Self-sabotage is the only thing that's keeping you from what you want. And I don't need to ask what you want before I can tell you that with certainty. Because self-sabotage is the only thing that keeps anybody from whatever they want. So truly, you can look at it in the following way. You have one problem in life. And up until now, you probably haven't found a solution for it. But I've actually created one. You have one problem in life, and there's a solution to it. (laughs) This is incredibly powerful because, you know, if you could boil down every single problem you have to one, then you would only be in search of one solution. Say, for example, whatever it is you're experiencing in your dating life, you, uh, you know, aren't actually dating issues. There are personal issues that are showing up in your dating life, right? For example, if you continuously, um, uh, if you're a, a male and you, you continuously attract uh, aggressive or abusive women um, and you kind of roll over to them, then there might be like you're experiencing like a nice guy syndrome type of type of situation, right? Well, let's say that's not a dating problem. Let's draw that in a different way. Let's say you have a difficult time setting your boundaries or you have a difficult time respecting yourself and demanding that respect from others. How would that show up in your dating life? By attracting aggressive women who are partners, whatever your gender preference is, um, who... Um, who walk all over you because you are in fact not setting boundaries and asserting yourself, respecting yourself. Okay. Has nothing to do with the fact that you're nice. Has to do with your fact that you're acting like a doormat. Right. So you can see how that's not a, it's not a problem in the dating life. You are seeing it in your dating life. That's what we call a symptom, but that is not the, the core of the issue. There's no core problem there. Okay. It's just showing up there. The core problem is in you. Right? Not that there's anything wrong with you at your core, but that there's a distortion. Something is off. You're carrying something around. You are distorting reality in a way that's giving you something that you don't want. And if you think about it, that's a very powerful way of phrasing that. Because literally, that empowers you to solve every problem that you have in your life. So self-sabotage is the only problem you have. There aren't any others. You solve that one problem and you're leading a a Buddha-like life, right? You You genuinely, actually, on every level you have, align with who you are, then truly things start happening very quickly and very powerfully in exactly whatever direction you want. I mean, you're whole, you're you're a whole different kind of being at that point. Okay? And you have the power to do that. How fucking cool is that? You don't have to do that. You still have free will. You can stay where you are. Most people will choose to. A lot of people don't know that they're making that choice. It's a very empowered place to be able to know that you're making that choice. Even if you continue doing it. So... Hi, this is Dominique. Hello, Katie. Welcome to the show. What can I help you with today? That is a fantastic question. There's, um, 
Hmm. I'm going to sit with that for just a second. There's a lot of examples that are popping up in my head. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. So there's a a fantastic example actually with a a client that I work with um, who had the experience, I think the, 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 the symptom or the story they kind of called about, he said, called uh, on our, uh, I do a live uh, coaching um, program, an eight week coaching program. And we were on one of the live calls and he was working with me directly. And he said that he, you know, um, pulled up into a, an intersection and there was a woman in the car next to him and he, um, and she was attractive and he looked over and made, they made eye contact. And then he had this really, um, negative reaction. He felt, um, uh, anger and, um, you know, I think frustration and, um, sort of a, a not caring, right? And he found that to be sort of a strange response. He was just an attractive girl. Nothing really happened. And that was the end of the interaction. And so we brought her up with me on the call. And so what we did is this really quite fascinating tool that I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share here, which is that I said, okay, great. So let's just go ahead and slow that moment way down, right? Anytime you have a reaction to an experience in life, um, that doesn't make sense to your head. We tend to just dismiss it, right? We tend to be like, well, you know, I, I saw this girl that I know and she didn't really smile at me when I saw her. It ruined my whole day and that shouldn't have ruined my whole day. And that's what I call shitting ourselves. And it's, it absolutely keeps us stuck, right? We, um, by, by dismissing your, um, your natural reaction, you miss a lot of raw data right? Just because you don't understand why it ruined your whole day doesn't mean that it shouldn't have ruined your whole day. It means you don't understand, right? And so, and so it's really uh, useful to notice those times. Hmm, I, I seem to have been, you know, really uh, turned off and, and repelled by this woman, but she seemed attractive. I don't quite, you know, that, that interaction objectively doesn't make sense, right? So what we did was we slowed this way down. So we went, okay, Right when you saw her, when you looked over and saw her, what's the very first thing that happened? And the way I do this is by starting out breathing, okay? I take some time, bring your attention to your breath, you know, notice how far down your body it's going, and a couple of questions like that. And the intention of that is to take a certain amount of time to slow down and become present, okay? Because a lot of the reasons why these interactions don't make sense, as you're about to see, is that all of the different pieces of them happen without your noticing. They happen so fast and you're so used to doing it. It's almost subconscious. And a lot of it sometimes is, but these are, um, but, but they are happening. And so when you tune into your body, then you're able to see more, you're able to, um, experience more. Um, and you're also out of your head, which is adjusting your life experience to things that make sense. If you process your life experience, through your brain, you will only experience a small amount of it, right? Because, for example, um, you can't think uh, yourself to be um, the experience of happiness, right? Those two things can be related, but, um, but they're on two different levels, right? Happiness comes from the body. It's a light that's, that emanates from you, right? <laughs> exactly. And so... Um, and so to come down into the body, you're able to experience more, drop out of your head, take more information and see more. So the first thing we do is we came down into the body and then we slowed it way, 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 way down. And we found something along the lines of this. He saw the woman, felt attraction, meaning he felt pulled to her. He felt that he desired to go. Attraction is, is literal. It means two things want to come together. Or one thing wants to go towards another, I should say. So felt attraction, then heard a, a, a phrase along the lines of, she's, she's too good for you. She's out of your league. Fear that 
she would that she would reject him or that you know that that thought inspired a reaction of oh god she's not going to want me then anger came from that i will reject you before you reject me and then uh, a layer of i don't care on the top which left him with that sort of you know frustrated but also like what the fuck ever type of feeling and all of that happened in a split second and he wasn't able to see any of it right but but all of those subtle levels were happening does that give you an idea <laughs> yeah Good, good. I'm glad. Call anytime. Thank you for calling. Talk soon. Yeah, that was a great question. Um, I, I enjoy that a lot because um, uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy that a lot because um, a lot of the times I do kind of talk more about the basics, or I do sort of talk more about things that are. Um, obvious and it's great to have um, a request for sort of some more advanced information that kind of thing because um, you know as, as you can see like oh, I had so many questions there to, P to answer there to, to PJ's question I'm gonna I'm gonna flow on this for a little bit here um, and if you're joining me on on Facebook live then by all means please feel free to add your your questions and thoughts to this um, Another way, uh, on less of a sort of uh, mental or psychological level, like the example I just gave, but also an answer to PJ's question, um, which again was, what are some of the most subtle ways we hold ourselves back? Um, uh, I find anytime you're putting, you're putting, okay, I want to make it, this is again a little bit more advanced, but I, th this, I want to make a distinction here between effort and forcing. So if you, because what I want to say is anytime you're putting effort into something, okay? Now, let me clarify what I mean. I don't mean never work hard at anything, right? I've been building my business for the last few years and I've never worked so hard at anything in my entire life. Um, and it, it feels, but it feels effortless to me. In a way, it's not work. And I don't just mean like, oh, I like my job. That's so nice. I mean, it's genuinely not work. I wake up in the morning and there's nothing else I want to do other than whatever is on my business agenda for that day. Fact. You know, I just don't, you know, this is what, this is what I want to do with my life, right? If I had, um, you know, $10 billion in the bank right now, I would be waking up and doing the exact same thing with my day relatively like pretty close. And so that, but it's also a shit ton of work. So I don't mean no effort. I mean, no pushing right? There's that inward, I will do this. I want to do this so badly. That's that kind of push. That's fine. Let's not call that a push. Let's call that a really uh, strong flow, right? Because this genuinely does, even though I work, you know, 14 hour days, sometimes I, it feels effortless in a lot of ways. I'm so, so, so motivated to do my work, right? So, um, but, but taking that aside, okay? I mean, putting effort into shit. I mean, doing things you don't really want to do. Um, I mean, you know, any kind of time there's a push energetically, there's a forcing, you're actually a little bit off track. Okay. Now, this isn't to be confused with laziness. If you don't feel like doing anything, you're probably out of, um, you know, out of alignment as well. But there's an effortlessness that comes with life when you align with yourself. There's, you know, effortless ease. Money flows more easily. Love flows more easily. Happiness, fulfillment, um, you know, your purpose in, in, in life. Um, all of these things flow more easily when you allow them to, to do so, right? How do you do that? You notice where you're pushing and you stop. That's how you do it. Now, I don't mean, you know, don't get out of, you know, you don't want to get out of your bed on the fifth day, you know, and go to work or you still need to go to work. But do you need to do that job? Probably not. So what's keeping you from finding another one? I'm sure you've got lots of reasons in your head. Why have you actually not found another one? 
What does your body say? Do you bring your attention to your breath and let yourself drop in? Just notice it. Don't try and change it. What is your breath doing right now? Letting it take shape. And from there, what is really keeping you in a job that you hate? In a relationship that's not fulfilling? In a town that doesn't inspire you? In a friend group where you feel guilty a lot? In a whole life direction that somebody told you you should have? You're an adult now. Even if you grew up with hardcore expectations from your parents and you went to medical school because they wanted to have a doctor, you're an adult now. Why now? Why, why are you still doing that now? You were a kid then. You got pushed into something. I understand. That's, that's understandable. Great. Why are you still doing it? Why are you still waking up and taking your feet your feet, which can take you anywhere in the world, you are telling them to take you into the building of a job that you don't want to do. It's not anybody else. That's no other outside influence. I understand you need money and you see and you feel stuck. That's your feeling. You aren't actually. And I say that because I've spoken to so many people in this situation and within a couple of questions, they go, yeah, why am I doing that? Because you've talked yourself into something that isn't true. Like, I need this job because probably not. Probably not. You need a job. Yes, you probably need money, actually. Great. Job's a great way to get it with you so far. But there's a lot of jobs out there in a lot of places. So what if, just playing imagination game, what if it were something else that were keeping you from the relationship the location, the town, the job, the life that you really want. Where can you take responsibility? Because that's the only part you can fix. But boy, can you fix it. So when there is forcing, like, oh, I need to stay in this job, or I'm just going to do it for two more years, or, um, you know, this is, this is all I can get right now, right? Whatever the, you know, you're, you're, you're making yourself do something that doesn't feel entirely natural. Fact of the matter is that your system lights up. And I mean, authentically lights up. I don't even mean like you're having a good day or you're happy. I mean, like lights up bright as, as day when a certain thing is mentioned around you, what is that thing for you? What is it? What is it that makes you more excited than anything else in the world? And then ask yourself, why are you not doing that if you do? And if you are doing that every day, that's fucking brilliant. Great, what's the next level? Yep, I'm a tennis instructor. I love tennis. It makes me so happy. I do it every week and it lights me up. Great. Where else would you like to be lit up more? Oh, I'd love to be in a relationship. Oh, okay. Or, oh, I'd really like to, you know, travel more. Okay. What is it that lights you up? Because there is a way to do it. There might be a reason you don't want to. Like you may say, oh, well, I need to stay, stay in my job. And I go, okay. Um, you know, what, what is it that you, but I don't like anything about it. Okay, great. What do you like about it? Well, this gives me money. That's good. Okay. Why do you think you need to stay there? Oh, because, you know, my family is here. Well, okay. Can you not move your family? Oh, no, it'd be too stressful on them. Well, hold on. You're just making a decision now. You're deciding that it would be stressful because it hasn't happened yet. So we can't say that it is going to be stressful, right? Um, you're deciding it's going to be stressful. You are um, 
you know, you're projecting out into the future, you're um, blaming it on, um, you know, your family, chances are you probably don't want to move, even if you're unhappy there. Maybe there's some safety there, because families move all the time, right? Families are stressed all the time. How much do you want it? If the answer is, well, I really want to move, but what I want more is my family to be calm and not go through a big transition, great. Now you're happy staying. You're happy staying because it's of more value to you to have a family that's not stressed in transition than to be in a place that you love. But now you see it's your decision. You're not just like, man, I'd love to move, but I can't. That's not true. Stop saying you can't. Okay, short of flying without any sort of um, contraption or you know, technological or natural or technological assistance, things that are genuinely, you know, um, for the most part impossible, <laughs> then, um, you know, then, then I can't as a false statement. I won't try that. I bet you'll find it fits better. When you find yourself saying you can't, try switching it out with I won't. It's just, just feel the difference that makes in the moment. Because what it does is it shifts the power back to you. I can't is a victim statement. I mean, if you want, sure, you can hang out there. It's not wildly fun, but it's all right. I won't is incredibly empowered. Nope, I don't think I'm going to do that today. I certainly could. I could move my family right now. They are not attached to the floor. I, would, I could pick them up and put them in the car and we could be gone. Okay, great. I choose not to do that because it's the middle of the school year and, you know, that's, that's too stressful. Great. Now you're making a choice, right? So, so when there's a, when there's a, uh, a forcing, right? A, a pushing energetically. Um, there could, because in your natural state, there's actually this incredible amount of flow. Like humans are, are um, meant to lead very joyful lives, very light, joyful, um, fulfilling lives. When we're not doing that, we suffer because we're out of our natural state. When we don't do that, that's when we're sabotaging ourselves. When we're not following what lights us up, there's a form of, of sabotage. You're doing something that you think will make money as opposed to what you think will make you, what makes you happy, what actually makes you happy. Um, you're, um, yeah, you're, you're doing jobs that you think will, will serve you or just will serve you financially. That, that don't really light you up, right? You make choices. Oh no, this wouldn't be a good idea. It's too far away. It's, it's you know, it's not what it's, oh, well, all these reasons, right? Fact of the matter is, if you spend even like a month, I would say, or a week just following what lit you up, you'd have a very different week than all the other weeks you had previously, okay? So back to PJ's question, it's really about, um, Anytime we're, we're, we're forcing where we naturally want to go, anytime we change what feels natural because of something we think in our head or fear or defense of some kind, we, uh, we self-sabotage. Okay. And self-sabotage is your only problem. You, you, you don't have any more. It's the only one. It's cute. It reminds me of a little meme that I saw a while ago. Um, I can't remember um, when it was exactly some time ago, I suppose. Uh, and just said, um, uh, serotonin, the only thing that's ever made you happy. <laughs> Accurate. Yes. Um, and absolutely, it's exactly right. Um, and so it's the exact same thing. Self-sabotage, the only thing that's ever made you unhappy, right? Now, there's lots of, lots of levels to this, right? I feel like people were mean to me when I was a kid. It's like, yes, of course, like on, the, uh, on a deeper soul level, like what's the meaning of that? And you dive into that. Um, but, you know, truly, this is, this, is the, this is the perspective 
that gets you back to where you want to be. You know, um, a client will come to me and say, hey, I'm not so interested in, in relationship, but I'm really interested in you know, my career. Can you solve that problem? And I say, yes, because it's the same problem, self-sabotage. Here we are, right? So it doesn't matter um, where you're struggling. The problem is, is always still the same. So what's quite fascinating is that what appears to be truth is not actually what is truth in this world, right? What appears to be truth, just like the example I just, I just gave with, with PG on the phone here, right? Um, you know, I, I saw this attractive woman and I had this really negative reaction. That doesn't make any sense. I must be crazy. Don't, don't trust your mental level quite so much. Okay? Look at it. Question it. What if there's some scrutiny? Well, that seems illogical. Trust that you're not an illogical being. You just don't have the full picture. Okay? You're operating on a very limited perspective. And and examine your thoughts as a thing that you're doing, not as objective reality. Okay? Observe your thoughts as, oh, that's interesting. I, I've spent all day thinking that, that I shouldn't have been as, as um, I, have, I shouldn't have been as upset as I was about that girl not saying hi to me in the mall this morning, you know? Don't spend the time doing that. You know, just look at it. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, not buying into it. I'm right. I should not have done that. You know, I should not be upset about this. No, no, don't, don't, don't believe everything so much. Just look at it. Watch it. This is an incredibly powerful skill because all the shit that we're talking about today is primarily located in your subconscious. Okay? Which means you don't have access to fixing it because you can't actually see what's happening, right? Up until I went through that process with that, um, that guy who had seen the, uh, the girl in the car, he didn't think there was a, a problem. He didn't, he didn't know any of the things that were under the surface, right? But all we had to do was slow it down, drop into the body, give it some space, and suddenly you can access the subconscious. Suddenly you have access to information and wisdom about your life, all the reasons that things haven't been working for you and the reasons the things that have been have been are located in your subconscious. So if you could access that, it's like, let's say self-sabotage is the only problem on all the levels. Self-sabotage is the only problem. Then you can... You know, and, and then, then accessing the subconscious is like um, getting the key to the map, right? So the, the, the self-sabotage is causing the problem. There's a map to it, and the, and the subconscious takes you there. So the subconscious is, is even the map, right? So it's leading you right to the information that you need. Because the information is all right there, just like it was with that young man in the car. So this is really incredibly powerful because you really are given a, a map to the, to the solution. It's like you're spending your life in a maze, you know? And you probably don't even know 100% where you're even going. It makes mazes even far more difficult than they already are. Right? You're in this maze. You don't know you're in a maze. And this is this process is about showing you the maze and giving you a map. And then you just walk through and you're having a wonderful time. So it's incredibly powerful. It's a huge shift. I actually really like that metaphor a lot. I've never said that before. But that really does describe um, what it's like. You know, what it 
um, what it's uh, what it's like on the other side. It's like realizing you're in a mat in a maze and being handed a map. Okay, and then you can see. So then you know with that young man in the cars, as BJ said, what are the more subtle levels? Well, now we know that you know some part of him thought that there's you know that she was. He, he was he's undeserving or he was you know the lack of self-worth piece there and, and then we can work through those to the point where they don't they don't get touched so the way the, the work happens is through our life we sort of draw these these primarily in, in infancy and childhood we draw these conclusions about life assumptions about life that we generalize to the whole world we carry them around and we're like you know like i'm not enough right it would be something that we might carry in our system and so when a, a girl looks at us right? And we go, oh, she's attractive. Oh, I would like to attract her. Then, you know, the situation touches a belief that we carry inside. If it's, I'm not enough, that particular situation is going to go, uh, no, don't get into this. This is, this is trouble right here. This is a bad idea because you're not good enough. Remember? So don't interact with her. This is not going to go well. Protect yourself. Bam, go, 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 go. Right? And all these fucking Navy SEALs come out and they're like protecting him in the, you know, mental level. <laughs> right? And then bam, don't care about it. That will protect you from feeling rejected. So all this very and very sophisticated levels of defensive. I mean, humans are like full on uh, fortresses in a lot of ways. Very advanced, very advanced, quite fascinating to see actually. And everybody does this. You know, I've had my wildly my fair share of mine. I had every insecurity and every defense and every distortion <laughs> possible, pretty much. Uh, and I worked through every single last goddamn one of them. I mean, I still got a few floating around, but it is like negligible compared to where I came from. It's really quite a gift. <laughs> Life is a lot more fun now. So, uh, well, we have some fortresses and uh, defense mechanisms and in the car. I was exactly where I was going with that, but um, but the point still stands. So in that um, in that car experience, there's all this this information, all these things that are going on. Now we know we understand what he believes, right? That's what I was saying. So you carry these things around, and so if, if what you carry is "I'm not enough," and if somebody comes at you with a lot of love, you might need to reject it because we're attracted to things that we agree with, and right? we're attracted to experiences that prove us right about ourselves so depending on what we believe we will enjoy different experiences make sense so the experiences could be um you know just as that actually a great one if you have a really strong belief that you are uh, unworthy okay then when someone comes along and this happens a lot with uh, with women who have really low self-esteem right um, who struggle in that area and a guy will come along and be like, oh my God, you're great. Or, you know, let's say they've been in negative relationships in the past, right? Or um, negative relationships in the past, or they're attracted to, to men who mistreat them, right? Or who don't respect them. And that's more comfortable for them in a way um, on this type of level because psychologically they believe that their beliefs are being confirmed by the outside. Same thing when men are. Um, you know, are, are abused in relationships or are walked over, you know, they, they sort of make themselves into a doormat. It's like, well, you know, you believe that she's better than you and so you treat her that way and so she treats you that way. Like, all four people in those two scenarios are fulfilling what they're, what, what both people are allowing them to fulfill, right? Both, um, <clears throat> I'll say, victims in this scenario just to be clear you should love that word um are allowing this to happen right they're staying they're, they're your feet and you're staying right you're going to um your job right you're either you wake up in the morning they're your feet and you walk to a job that you don't really like right there it's it's they're your feet you wake up in the morning and you choose to stay in a relationship that you um maybe aren't really happy in Okay, I'm not saying there aren't more complex factors there. Um, but ultimately, it does come down to they're your feet, right? Unless they are, unless they're being chained somewhere, then you know, leaving is is uh, 
uh, is something that it is it's a choice on some level, right? So, and I'm I'm oversimplifying here to really illustrate the point of we have a lot more power than we realize. Okay, um, like a lot more power than we realize, and realizing that uh, also shifts shifts the, the direction of your life quite significantly. So, because we we carry these beliefs, we have we have experiences that prove us right. Then when, let's say that, that woman with low self-esteem who's you know, been in all these terrible relationships, then she gets home with a really nice guy, she can't let him love her, right? I've, I've heard this, this happening in, in the past. It's like um, she'll be in this position where she can't take the love in. She doesn't believe him. She'd rather he just, you know, be a dick because that makes her more comfortable, right? Because it aligns more with the beliefs she's carrying inside. Now, if that girl worked with me for a little while, then me a month, maybe two, and we eliminated all those beliefs, then when a guy was a dick to her, she would just stand her feet and be like, you're being a dick. Stop it. It's not rocket science. It just takes courage. Right? Same thing with the, with the guys. No, I'm not going to allow you to walk all over me or control me. I need to be who I am. I'm going to allow you to be who you are. Find that balance there. Right? like the healthy masculinity uh, podcast episode that I did. It's like, that's a really important thing for both genders, to be honest, but it was you know, directed at men. So, um, so when we do clear these beliefs, then when somebody does something that, um, you know, then it, it doesn't trigger anything, right? This is why there's no, um, this is why uh, other people can't make us feel any particular way. Okay, you might say, you know, use phrases like, um, oh, she, she drives me crazy or, um, you know, he makes me so frustrated. Um, things like that are, are misnomers. They're inaccurate, actually. Um, nobody makes you feel anything. Oh my God, she makes me so happy. No, she doesn't. She's just doing her thing and, and, she, and it's eliciting happiness in you, right? It's touching something, it's triggering happiness in you, but you are the feeling, you are the source of the feeling. Here's an example. If I'm walking down the street and somebody tells me I'm stupid, just like walking down, or let's make it more sort of personal, right? Let's say I'm, um, uh, I'm, I'm at my job and my boss sort of gives me like a slight, like, I mean, this report was good. It's not as good as the previous one, but it, it's good. Something like that, right? And let's say that I had, put two scenarios here. One is I have issues around um, being not good enough or not smart enough or always failing, right? Let's say I have some sort of underlying belief like that. Then if I'm carrying that, this comment will come, will come into my system. It will hit that belief of I'm not smart enough and it will go, see, you're not smart enough. There's a confirmation in that moment. The confirmation in that moment that where I feel right. And as a side note, there's some pleasure in that. Okay. Even if it doesn't serve me, pleasure is not always like pleasure and positivity are not necessarily aligned. So, so in that moment, he confirms my belief that I am in fact, not that smart. And I hear Dominique, you're not that smart. That could ruin my whole goddamn day. Not because, and, and, and my day isn't ruined because of him. My day is ruined because I already believe that I'm not very smart and he just proved me right about myself. It's not, it's not him. He's not making me feel badly about myself because there's scenario two. Let's say he says that to me, great report, Dami, not as good as the previous ones, and, uh, but, 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 but good. And I have no issues around feeling smart enough or good enough, or I have no self-confidence issues at all. Then when he says that, I'll go, I might, I might say, all right, sounds like a good excuse to level up to me. I'll make sure to improve even, next, even more on the next one. Wait, wait till you see the next one. It's going to be better, right? Or uh, I don't know. That just makes me want to work harder, right? Or, um, okay, that's good enough. I mean, I'm, I'm, it sounds like it was a good, a good uh, report anyway. You know, they can't all be winners. 
and I go on, I don't give another goddamn thought. So if you're not responding that way, not responding in any way, if something bothers you, ask yourself why. Right? What are you carrying around about yourself that just got pinged when this person said what he said to you? He did what he did to you. You know, it's the difference between being a woman walking down the street and having guys be like, yeah, girl, you know, wear that skirt or whatever it is. And being like, oh my God, men are pigs and they're, they're predators and I'm being preyed upon. And, um, you know, and, and, and this is mistreatment of women versus me walking down that same street in the same skirt, not having issues around feeling like prey or thinking men are disrespectful or whatever it is image I'm carrying around men or myself that made me feel uncomfortable before. Let's say I don't have that. And the guys go, you start whistling at me and I go, yeah, you know it. Mm-hmm. This is how I bring all the boys to the yard. That's right. Right here. Right. I could absolutely love that moment. Right. So if you don't, what are you carrying? Stop putting the responsibility outside of yourself. You are making yourself a goddamn victim. And you're not. And it's insulting a little bit to, your, to the quality of your being, I think, that you, you know, can, you know, that you, you um, let yourself, that you treat yourself like a victim, right? I don't mean feel hurt when things hurt. Feel hurt when things hurt. I mean, seeing yourself that way. You are attacking me. Unless you're coming at me with a knife, I just don't think that's, you know, look inward. The answer is always inward, right? It has to be. Because again, two, two women walking down that street getting the same response from people having, and the two women have different issues, it will either bother them or it will not. So our inner reactions are always informative. Okay, they're always informing us about something, okay? Whether that is, um, you know, what belief that we're carrying, um, something that's happened to us in the past that we're carrying around, um, how we see the world. Um, watch your reactions to things. Some things will light you up, right? We talked about that in the beginning of the episode. Some things will repel you, Great. Some things will make you incredibly angry. Great. Some things will make you incredibly sad and break your heart. Wonderful. These are human experiences. You are here for this shit. Sign the hell up. You already have because you're here. Buffalo is a more accurate instruction. Okay. This is the ride. Wrap your legs around it. You know, ride it. Ride the wave, surf it, you know, embrace it, live it, not vicariously through other people, the way that you want to. If you're stagnant and you're in a job that you don't love and you want to help, get out. There's nothing stopping you. Don't listen to your head. Do it. You know, make smart choices. Don't let shit hold you back that you don't even really look at or identify. Just like, no, I don't know. It'd be a lot of work. Yeah. Life can be a lot of work. Can also be rich and profound and erotic and magnetic and attractive. It can also be deep and powerful and sacred. If I were to give the world one piece of advice, I think it would be to live as much as you can and to respect life itself. Because you cannot fully embrace life without respecting it. If you throw trash on the ground or you, you know, don't recycle or you um, clear-cut shit or you, you know, developments, things like that, if, if that's the world you're in, if you think that's okay, then you lack a basic respect for life. 
because those things take life. Or you're unaware. In which case, make yourself aware. Level up. This life is an incredibly sacred thing. You don't need to see it that way. You have free will. You can see it however you want. Don't miss the richness, though. Don't coast through life not caring. Not caring is not the same thing as happiness. Not letting life touch you, not letting life impact you, coasting through it like, you know, the, what I call the frat boy syndrome. You know, coasting. How can you not care? Dig deep. Is this how you want to die? Is this how you want to look back and be like, and if so, great. Some people are just very, very laid back. And that's fine. But, but like your way of doing, engage in your way. What are you passionate about? Where do you want to be in five years? In 10? What do you want to look back on in your deathbed? Whether that's 50 years from now or next week. Considering the thought of death is a great and beautiful perspective to use. It's a wonderful tool. You're going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. How would you live tonight? And the answer to that will give you a clue to what you're lacking. Maybe you would get on a plane and go to Paris and wake up first thing and get coffee and a croissant and get a pâtisserie and go to see the Louvre. Then maybe you lack that in you. If what you thought was, I would go out and I would make eye contact and shake the hand of every single person I passed on the street, then maybe you lack connection and kindness. Re-engage in life. Don't let it pass you by. One day you're going to wake up. When you wake up, what do you want to see? Maybe you're wildly successful and miserably unhappy. I see a lot of that. Maybe you've got everything you've ever worked for and you're still not as happy as you'd like to be. This is where I can help. This is exactly what I do. So, the opportunity is always here to live fully. And if you don't know what that means, take a deep, deep breath. Now do it again and feel every inch of it. Let yourself live more in each moment. In your mind from fishy thoughts about other people or things that haven't worked in the past. Take your focus off what doesn't work. That keeps you stuck. Keeps you where you are. Don't focus on what could go wrong in the future. You don't know. You're not that smart. I don't need to know who you are before I can tell you that with certainty. You don't know what's going to happen. So what if you let go of that? Even for just a minute a day. What if you let go of that? Experience life without it. Your life is not going to be any more certain because that kind of thinking isn't actually preparing you for anything. That's just the mask of it. There's also a core quality element where you will be actually preparing, but that part won't stop when you let go of the anxiety. And you embrace not knowing. Let yourself swim in it like the ocean. If you haven't been to the ocean, go. Swim in it. Take care of it. Take up plastic around it. Care for it. Respect. Respect life. It's going to kill you one day. <laughs>
<laughs> it is a good day to die. Message on Facebook. Yeah. The idea of death can be used to enliven, not just as a juxtaposition, but also as a perspective shift, as a value increase. Life means more. I think that's a a writing tactic in literature. Uh, I'm not a great writer, but um, but I've heard that that while a character will die sometimes, that the other can um, can value life more. The reader can value life more. And that's an interesting thing, isn't it? That loss helps us to appreciate gain. That uh, you know the argument or the consideration that conflict only is how we find joy and peace and learn and grow. It's a solid argument. It's an interesting point. Can growth only happen through conflict? If that is so, can you now have a much better appreciation for your conflicts? Can you see? You see how through that lens, every single thing you experience that is anything less than heavenly ideal is literally helping you to grow and be better, should you choose to see it that way. And maybe sometimes even if you don't. This is the work I teach. This is what I help you to do, to live life more fully, more freely, more authentically. to help you to achieve what you want, not just in theory, not just, you know, oh, anybody can have what they want. I understand how it sounds. It sounded that way to me for quite some time. Now on the other side of it, I seek the words that show you, really illustrate for you the magnitude of the difference. The difference between it being theory and it being embodied is the difference between zero dollars in bank and a lot of positive thinking and a hundred thousand dollars a month the difference there is not any more desire or any less desire it is less self-sabotage your only problem and a willingness to get out of your own way allowing embodying this is the way Through the body, through the breath. It's not airy fairy. It's not, you know, the, the spiritual energetic out there that you may think. It is deep in your body and it is very real. It's very connected to physical reality. So, if that is something that you want, being more attractive, being more wealthy, being happier, more fulfilled, more in balance, more spiritually connected, more satisfied, more self-love. And I encourage you to reach out to me. You can find me at dominiedrew.com. And, and you can uh, reach out and I'd be happy to find a way that so that's all for me today thank you so much for joining me this has been a really special time i've really enjoyed sharing this space with you it's been very uh, joyful uh, very rich for me so thank you for joining me on that lovely journey and um if you're interested in uh, more episodes please feel free to download subscribe subscribe and download the podcast art of attraction with Tom and Drew. Uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, all the all the big ones. I heard radio, etc. And um, and I'd love to hear your hear your comments uh, on the welcome comment on Facebook Live, on YouTube videos, on my Facebook page. Uh, I look forward to, to hearing from you. And if you're interested in working together, I'd love to speak with you about that as well. 
pc at donnadrew.com. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.